The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 6. Much of the following has to do with the prohibition against eating blood. The first halacha states that if someone eats a kezayas of blood, he is chayef karis. And if he does so by accident, he must bring a chatas kavua. That is a fixed sin offering. This prohibition applies to domesticated animals, wild animals, and birds. And the prohibition is not dependent on whether the animal is kosher. Second halacha. Human blood is prohibited rabbinically, and the prohibition only applies once the blood has left the body. So if a person bleeds in his mouth and he swallows that blood, he has not violated any prohibition. But if he bleeds from his mouth on a piece of bread, he must scrape the blood off. Third halacha. One is only liable for kares, that is spiritual excision, for blood that flows out of the animal as it is being killed, and as long as it is tinted red. A person is also liable for blood that collects within the heart, but a person will not be liable for eating blood that drips at the beginning of bloodletting. Fourth halacha. A person is not liable for blood that collects in various organs, like the spleen, the kidneys, the testicles, and so on. A person would be liable for lashes for drinking any of this blood, but not karis. Fifth halacha. The blood of a fetus is treated exactly like the blood of an animal, with respect to blood that's found in the heart. The rest of the blood is considered like blood of the limbs, and therefore would not be a chi of karis. Sixth halacha. If one wishes to cook and eat the heart, however he wants to do so, first one must cut open the heart and remove the blood, and then salt it. If one cooked it first, he can still cut it open and remove the blood. And at least with respect to a bird's heart, if one forgot to do this and simply ate it, he would not be liable for caries, because the heart is not big enough to hold a kezias of blood. If one cuts open liver and then throws it into either vinegar or boiling water until it turns white, he would nonetheless be permitted to cook it afterwards. And in fact, the custom has become to singe it before cooking it. Eithalacha. If one cooked a liver without first singeing it, or without first sticking it into vinegar, the pot in which it was cooked is now usser, and so is the liver and everything cooked with it. One is, however, permitted to roast the liver with other food, as long as the liver is below them. This is because the blood would drip out of the liver, and you don't want it to drip on the other food. Ninth halacha. It is permissible to cook a spleen with other meat, because the blood that is in it is not really blood. Obviously, here we're talking about after salting it. Ninth halacha. If someone breaks the neck of an animal while it is dying, this causes the blood to pool within the body instead of leave the body and it would be prohibited to eat any of its meat raw. Rather, one should cut it open, salt it thoroughly, and then cook it or roast it. Tenth halacha. Blood won't completely come out of meat unless it's been properly and thoroughly salted, and properly and thoroughly washed. One should first wash the meat, and then he should salt it for the time it takes to walk a mill. A mill is about a kilometer, and the rabbis say it takes about 18 minutes to walk a mill. Although Rambam brings it down as 24 minutes in his parish on the Mishnayas. The Ramah holds we should wait about a half an hour. After the salting is over, one should wash it thoroughly, until clean water emerges from it. Then one should toss it into boiling water so that it will be sealed. Eleventh halacha. Meat should only be salted in something that has holes so the blood can leave and the meat doesn't sit in a pool of its own blood. And the salt that one uses should be very coarse. The salt should be shaken off before the meat is washed. Twelfth halacha. If the meat is roasted, it's a little bit more lenient. One may salt it and then roast it immediately. If he wants to eat it raw, he should wash it thoroughly, salt it thoroughly, and then seal it by tossing it into vinegar. One is permitted to drink the vinegar because vinegar does not extract blood. In Ashkenazi communities, there is no longer a practice of sealing meat by tossing it into vinegar. Thirteenth halacha. Vinegar that is used to seal meat should not be used again to seal meat. If the meat turns red within the vinegar, then the vinegar cannot be used, and the meat needs to be thoroughly salted again. Fourteenth halacha. One may roast a whole head as long as the neck is pointed down while it is being roasted. That way the blood will drain out. Otherwise, the brain is forbidden. Fifteenth halacha. One should not collect water underneath the roasting meat until the water that's dripping is no longer red. Sixteenth halacha. If roasted meat is sliced over a piece of bread, the bread is permissible because the liquid that's leaving the meat is only fat. If fish and birds are being salted together, the fish becomes usser because we assume that it absorbed blood from the birds. Seventeenth halacha. If one leaves the birds whole and then stuffs things inside of the birds while cooking, Everything is forbidden because we assume blood flows into them. This is even true if the bird was properly salted. There are a few different interpretations of this halacha. 18th halacha. If one fills intestines 
and then cooks them, even if they aren't properly salted, they're nonetheless permitted because we do not assume that there's blood in the intestines. 19th halacha. This is another one that has a few different interpretations. I'm just going to tell you what Rambam says, and trust that no one is using the four-minute Rambam for practical guidance on how to cook birds. If one coated a bird in flour, and then roasted it. If the flour was coarse, then the bird is permitted, but if the flour was fine, the bird may be prohibited if the flour turns red, meaning from blood. One thing that all the interpretations agree on is that here we're talking about a situation in which the bird wasn't properly salted or completely salted. So for most people who buy their chicken, this halacha is not going to practically affect them. 20th halacha. A knife that was used for ritual slaughter may not be used to cut hot meat unless it was kashered using the libun method, that is that it has to be exposed to fire until the blade turns white or if it was sharpened very well, or if it was stabbed into hard earth ten times. That said, if one did use it to cut hot meat, the meat is permitted. One should also not use it to cut spicy foods. 21st halacha. If one salted meat in a bowl, then the bowl is usher to use for all time with hot foods, because the blood has absorbed within the bowl. Here we're talking about clay, but Rambam says that it is true even if the bowl is coated in lead.